Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. The podcast. It's all about taking the complexity out of real estate investing so that you can take action today. I'm your host, Anthony Vecino of Invictus Capital. Join as always. Wait a minute. That's You're not, not Dan. Yeah. Who are you? I'm Reed. <laughs> oh, God. What, what happened to Dan? Not as always. Not a, it's Debut. First time ever. Inauguration. This is, is, this, is, this is the first time that we're flying without Dan today. And it's scary. Doing, it's a little bit, a little bit scary. Yeah. Um, don't know how this is going to go. This could be an epic failure, but for the listeners at home, why don't you why don't you why don't you introduce yourself? Tell them tell them who who is this person who dares to replace Dan on this? Oh, I don't think I could replace Dan. Uh, I'm Reed. I'm the marketing manager here at Invictus, and uh, usually I sit right over there behind the computer, pressing buttons and cutting angles like that. So that that would not have happened if I was <laughs> I was back there. If you guys are look, uh, watching the videos on YouTube, which I highly recommend, go to Multifamily Investing Made Simple and check out the videos uh, because we got a cool, snazzy new podcast studio, which Reed was interim, instrumental in setting up. You will see that um, I I have this little control panel thing here that allows me to push buttons and it changes cameras. And usually Reed's doing that. So it's hard. It's hard, kind of uh, figuring out. Which camera to look at? You guys, uh, there's a lot really, more work on this side of the camera than I thought there would be. And I can tell already, it's very difficult not to look yes. down at the oh, screen. Yes, oh, 100%. Yeah, That's, yeah. yeah your eyes so, are drawn to it. So the listeners at home, you guys have no idea what we have to endure when we record these podcasts for you. It is, is grueling. It is difficult. Very but, grueling. Okay, so let's let's cut to the chase here. Why, why are you here? What are we, what are we talking about today? Uh, new perspective. Fresh, that fresh perspective. Fresh eyes, baby. Yeah. So, yeah, so what we're going to do is something slightly different today. This is going to be a short episode, under 10 minutes. We're going to keep it cre- brief, but uh, Reed is fairly new to real estate investing. He joined us almost... Six months. That's got to be like seven months now, right? December? Or did you start in January? January. Okay, January. Yeah. Okay, seven months, six months-ish. And you didn't really know anything about real estate before. No, no, not really at all, actually. Uh, certainly not multifamily. I had just bought my first single-family home in april how was that experience uh rough um (laughs) one i didn't know anything about it going into it um and then it was kind of that point where the market was crazy yeah so like getting your first home in that crazy market was a different experience for sure and this wasn't this wasn't an investment uh, no no this was just your home home. yeah this is my home home which is a completely different game right yeah yeah I was on a call today with a with a coaching client, and we were talking. He was he's saying, um, and you've asked this too, maybe at one point, um, is real estate overpriced, or how do you know when it's overpriced? Like that conversation, that that question comes up a lot. It's a yeah. pretty frequent one, and 
Uh, a lot of times people are like, oh, I should just wait until the prices come back down before I start buying. And my rebuttal is always, how do you know it's overpriced? Because if there's somebody out there willing to pay that price, is it really overpriced? Yeah. It's like stocks. It's like it's real estate like stock where you just wait for wait for the dip, buy the dip. And, and then, uh, but again, that's if you're going to be investing, not for if it's, you know, your actual home. Exactly. It's, and that's a totally different home. game. It's exactly it. So I think that's what makes, uh, if you want to be a single family home or duplex investor, um, it, it's, you're competing against a buyer pool that has fundamentally different goals than you do. Um, I remember this when I, when I sold my triplex, one of my, my excess contingencies was like, I don't plan on selling this thing to an investor. I plan on selling this to somebody like a young couple who wants a place to live to offset their cost of living. They've, they've consumed the bigger pockets, burring house hacking strategy. And they think I'm going to use that. And so I was like, I'm going to be able to sell this at a pretty good premium because the buyer pool is different, but in commercial real estate, like clearly doesn't happen that way. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something that's still I'm wrapping my, my head around just the difference between like single family and multifamily real estate. And one thing, I mean, I like those house flipping shows on like HGTV mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And I do a lot of value add stuff to our home now. Um, but is there, is there kind of that flipping aspect in multifamily versus single family? So I feel like it, it seems so much simpler in single family. You go in, you add some value and then you flip it real quick. Yeah, I think when we talk about the the value-add business model and what we do in commercial real estate, it's pretty much the same thing, right? But instead of like going in and renovating one single-family home, one living room, one kitchen, one bathroom, is you're going to do it into like 20, 30, 40 kitchens, 40 bathrooms. So the complexity or like the magnitude is higher, but fundamentally it's it's the same business plan. But is the end game the same? Because in single-family no. you sell, you make well, your money when you sell it, and then with yeah. multifamily you're just you can raise the rent because the there's more value in, yeah. the, in the building. It, it, it definitely can be. So like in the single family, when you go to sell it, then that's where you're going to get most of your money. Because if you put a renter in there, you're maybe only going to get a couple hundred dollars per month in cash flow. Sure. And this is the issue I think a lot of people run into when they first get started in single family duplexes. So they're like, this is great. I'm, I'm cash flowing like 300 bucks a month. This is fantastic. I'm not paying anything. But then you like do the math on that and you're like, oh, I made $3,000 this year. Okay, that's not meaningful, life-changing sums of money for most people. And so then it's like, okay, what am I going to do? You can sell the building and that's then a big equity bump, but then you also have the taxes and then you have no building. So multifamily is nice because the cash flow tends to be a little bit more meaningful because if you have like $300 per month of cash flow across hundred units, sure. you know, that's $3,000. That's $30,000 a year. That's like, that's pretty good. Yeah. Almost 40,000 actually. And then we have more means for, you know, refinancing that and keeping the asset. And I think that's the, the really cool part because when you talk to the old school investors, the thing they always say they regret is selling. So if we can like buy assets at cash flow and pull out like add equity and then get that value out without selling the asset, like that's almost cheating. So is it better to get to get into this industry? Is it better to do value add flipping on single family or maybe go out and try and get a triplex or a duplex even and it all depends on where you are, I think, in your life, because the fixing and flipping is very time intensive. It can be experience intensive, but you can learn it pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. Uh, it can be capital intensive. If you don't have money, that can be really problematic for me. You know, I started with the house hack burr on the triplex because I, for, th- for two years before that, I lived with my best friend's mom. I don't know if anybody like I don't talk about that a ton, but yeah. I lived in like, this tiny little bedroom for $400 a month and just saved up pennies and stacked them. And so then I could get into that. And that was a great way of accelerating everything. So it just depends on where you are in the journey. Because multifamily, you, it requires experience, for sure. 
and it requires capital for sure. And there's not a good way to fast track either one of those. Yeah. Short of partnerships, I guess. Did you do any of the, did you do value add in that your first triplex or did you kind of, I know that the, like the, yeah. Property itself appreciated, but did you? I did. Of value so I didn't. I didn't do a lot of renovations. I did some. I, I put in new flooring, um, some new appliances, new paint, all in that stuff. Like putting lipstick on a pig. Like literally, just put pips, lipstick on a pig. Um, the value was going in there and making these mild improvements because then I could justify increasing the rents. Mm-hmm. And the tenants had been there for a long time. One of them was very problematic. That was the bounty hunter story. Yeah, yeah. They had to go. Um, but the others, you know, we brought them up to market rent. That was, that was the real value add was that the rents were like a solid $200 below where they should be. Mm-hmm. And that was because the property wasn't in great care. The landlords really weren't fantastic. And so just by doing that little bit went a really long way. Um, and so I felt as though I had added value. So the hundred, like the, the amount it depreciated, I was like, cool. That's a reflection of doing the work. In reality, it was not that yeah and i was like oh man this could have gone the other way that would have sucked yeah i mean i i do like um i do like putting value into the place that i'm living mm-hmm. i feel like that for me has enough payoff because it's like i get to enjoy the in the short my term, work yeah yeah, yeah. worst so, case scenario you like it exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly so i think like going in and doing value add for something that you don't get to directly benefit from is more difficult for me to be motivated to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess obviously, you know, you get it, you get your returns back from it, but it's like this stuff where it's like going and putting that on a new roof and um, new electrical. It's like, cool. Yeah. But, you don't really see it. It yeah. doesn't like look, a new roof yeah. doesn't look cool or like a new, that's that we just got a new water heater and it's like, I was actually really excited about it. <laughs> it. Like, it doesn't look cool, but, like, we have guests over. I'm like, come come down to the basement and look at our come new water. At it. like, uh, yeah, you're, you're a crazy new homeowner. Yeah. it's what, what would you say is, like, so in the last six months that you've been here, you've learned a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you, have your hands, you have your hands on a lot of stuff. You listen to a ton of the podcasts. You're always here with us. Um, what's been surprising to you? Whether that's about Invictus and how we operate or just the market, real estate, investors, you you get to see a lot. Uh, okay, I think honestly, the coming into it, it is kind of an intimidating process, um, and not knowing really anything. I certainly didn't have any traditional education on real estate, mm-hmm. um, but after being here for just six months, I feel like I have a much better grasp on certainly <laughs> from when I started. You would hope, but. Um, it's not as intimidating as you think, or as I had thought at first. It's uh, if you if you read the book, it's a uh, it's a great come on marketing great, guy. You got to you got to pass investing made simple. Oh, <laughs> um, it's a great introduction to it, and of course, I've I feel like I've read this book. I don't know how many times at this, read it a ton at this yeah. point. Yeah, <laughs> um, but you don't need to read it more than once. It's true. So it's a it's a great source. I, I think this it's. This is interesting because I think a lot of people don't believe it. Like in the beginning of the book, it actually we start it by saying um, the number one thing you have to know about this is that um, this is all really simple. Mm-hmm. And it does not seem that way in the beginning because you're drinking mm-hmm. from a fire hose and there's so much and you're like, this is there's so much I'll never understand it all. But seriously, just plugging away at it for just a, a, a couple hours a day for a couple of weeks, you start to realize you start to see the full landscape. and You're like, OK this isn't so bad. Yeah. 
And with it, I, I think anybody within a year, whether they want to be an active operator or a passive operator or a passive investor, within a year of like concerted studying and, and time in the industry, you can get to a place where you you can be dangerous. You could go out there and take action. Yeah. All right. So in the next six months, what are you most excited about? Uh, I am most excited about the Passive Investing Academy. Ooh. Uh, the URL is not live yet, but it's the PassiveInvestingAcademy.com. Emphasis on the. The, the Passive Investing the Academy. Passive. It's going to be a home, uh, an arc, if you will, for all of our media, everything. Videos, blog posts, uh, podcast episodes, the sophisticated investor notes for the deep dives on the books, um, really anything and everything that we do. And it's not just going to be related to multifamily real estate. It could be different asset classes. Yeah, I think that's yeah. part that's going to be really exciting is not just talking about multifamily. We're going to talk about other asset classes, whether that's retail, storage, mobile home parks, things that they're not our domain of experience, but they, for you, a passive investor, you might be interested in them. We're going to be talking about things from like a tax perspective or legal perspective. If you have um, inheritance plans or tax um, strategies, just things that are on the top of your mind as an investor of like, how could I do this investing thing even better? And so I think that's going to be a really fun fun project actually yeah. it's not live yet and it's probably no. not going to be live for a, for a hot minute yet so stay tuned um we'll we'll keep coming back and, and put it on your radar once it is closer to being live yeah no i'm excited about that all right so that's it dude that's it you did it i did it first episode i feel good i'm curious how do you think it went i think it went really well yeah yeah like it's time to like probably our, it'll be our most downloaded episode for 100%, sure. Hundred percent. No doubt. Agree. Even if that means me going on my phone and just downloading it a bunch of times. That's fine. I, I, I'm all about if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Yeah. Right. So, but <laughs> I, I do. I am curious to hear what the audience thinks because at the end of the day, we do this for you. It's not for us. I mean, it's not fun for us. This is a it's a labor of love, but it's all for you, the listener. So. I'm curious, go to, go to Apple, uh, to iTunes, to Google, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this and uh, drop a review. Let us know, how did Reed do? Where you're like, Reed was the best. He's awesome. No more Dan. Dan's got to go. Down with the beard. Um, <laughs> Down with the beard. <laughs> again, uh, for those that don't know, Dan has a beard and he's the only one in the office with a beard. Yeah. Not for and, a lack of trying. probably the ability to grow on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you think, if you think Reed, Reed did great, uh, let him know because literally uh, just a minute before we went live, uh, and started recording i was like hey reed you're stepping up onto the big stage and he's like oh okay i was ready yeah so put me in coach it's stressful yeah especially with all these lights and cameras and everything so go give reed a little bit of love go drop a review because i'm not joking when i say that his uh performance reviews are tied to how many reviews the book and the podcast get um his livelihood is in your hands so if you want reed to get a raise go leave a review um and if you don't then Ouch. Please <laughs> help me. <laughs> he just bought a house, people. Yeah. Come on, help him out. He just got a new water heater. He's got to pay for that thing. It's probably on a payment plan. I don't know. So, all right, guys and gals. So that's going to do it for us. We appreciate you taking some time to join us. And uh, join us in the next episode where Dan, um, I mean, back. if you guys vote for him to come back, Dan will be here. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.